Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Ratzliff and Nicole DeBoom. We are two successful female business owners who found strength, confidence, and community through fitness and want to share that gift with you. Join us as we talk about what really matters to active women. We can't wait to hang out with you, so let's get started. Hey, Sarah, what's happening? Nicole, hi. <laughs> okay, in high school, I don't know why, but we did this whole like, wasabi, instead <laughs> of like, do you remember that whole thing that people would be like, hey, wasabi? No. I don't no. know. It was just a weird, it was a weird trend. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring we it back? We didn't even know what wasabi was in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Midwest Kansas, we're like, wasabi, what? <laughs> So we're bringing it back. That's our official intro now. <laughs> Wasabi. What's up? Uh, 80s kids and oh, 90s yes. for you. Hello. I'm like right in between. I like, I transcend the two generations. You know, you know, I like to think you're like 20 years younger than me, but you're really not. <laughs> you I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel that way. But when I look at my eyes, they don't you know, reflect that. But we'll pretend. Well, you can only like think you're much older than someone when you've gone through a lot of crap in your life, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about here today. Yeah, actually, we're going to flip it. We're going to we flip are. the idea of going through a lot of crap in 2020 right on its ass. Can we say yes? Ass? I know everyone's been ready to kick it out the door. You know, they're like, oh, we can't wait for 2020 to be over and start on 2021. But there were actually a lot of good things that I think we learned in this year. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually really wanted to kick 2019 on its ass and out the door and like was so welcoming 2020. And then 2020 was like a complete shit show. All I'm doing is swearing Uh. today. Is that allowed? (laughs) I think so. We have to put that this is an explicit episode. <laughs> Shoot. Um, oh. See, I didn't swear. But no, you're right. Like 2020, I feel like we wanted to do an episode that we're calling the best uh-huh. of 2020. That's right. Because so many people, all the news, real or fake, or whatever you're reading, is telling you that this is like the worst year you're ever going to go through in your life. Uh-huh. And we are not people who think like that. And we can't be, we can't be in our lives because of the things that we want to do and the communities that we, you know, sort of lead and guide. We cannot walk through this world feeling like it's doomsday all the time or would be. Right. Well, and, and even with or without, and perhaps that's partly why we lead those communities is because we don't feel like that. I actually don't, now I was ready for 2019 to be over and 2020 was hard to adjust to, but I think in general, we are both people that find sort of silver linings or, you know, what's the lesson that we're supposed to be finding here and, and figure out a way to flip it, you know, um, in a positive, in a positive way. Well, and I mean, at least there'll be three takeaways today. So don't you worry. Because <laughs> Sarah, no you're going to you can have your takeaways. I still only um, have two. I think the third will rise up. Yes. Oh, it will. It will. You're taking the Nicole approach today. It'll just come. Yeah, it will. Um, because, you know, I kind of think 
some people listening might be rolling their eyes like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing good about 2020. What are you going to tell me that is going to change my mind about how horrible this year was? And for some people who have lost people they love to this, you know, ridiculous, horrible pandemic. um, I mean, I can, that's the worst in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, And I can understand where your head is. I think our point in having this conversation is to say that even within what could potentially be the worst year of your life, when you look back, there still will be things that bubble to the surface that, that can bring you growth. Let's just say that. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a good point. We can come up, we can share this from perspective where, um, you know, we have not, I, my family, myself have not been infected with the disease. I have not lost loved ones, you know, yourself as well. So um, that's a different, um, nor are we actually frontline workers as well, which thank goodness for, for them and all that they, that all that they do. So yes, let's take this from a perspective of, 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 that in itself is a silver lining, right? Of um, fortunately, neither one of us had to to experience that here as well. You know, I think so. part of it too is just this whole concept of reframing, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. I want to just do one little quick example before maybe we give some some of our our silver linings for the year. Yeah. Um, back in the early days when I started Skirt Sports. We were in this like really ridiculous office warehouse thing that we called the slums of Boulder, which is ridiculous because Boulder is like, you know, Boulder's right. a pretty nice little town. But um, there was this one little area where they, <laughs> the buildings weren't very nice. We didn't mm-hmm. have air conditioning. We barely had heat. And it was basically a garage. And yeah. on either side of us were like auto mechanic, you know, businesses, <laughs> whatever. And um, there was... <laughs> What happened in those early days is we were just constantly inundated with like new things. And I was this idea person who would like run in the room and be like, let's do this now. And it'd be this flurry of activity and people would come to be like, oh my God, we're going to get really busy really fast. And I heard a person or two use the word stressed at one point. Uh And I hated the way it sounded. I could see people's body posture change and their breath would shorten just hearing that word. And so I decided one day that we would going forward, never use the word stressed again. And instead we would use the word excited (laughs) because it (laughs) changed. It really was a very small reframe, but it changed Mm -hmm. the way you reacted to something like a busy workload or screwed up shipment. And so on these really busy early days when we would get a a hit in a big magazine, all of a sudden it'd be, you know, crazy in the back. I'd walk back there and I'd say, how's it going today? And people go, it's really exciting, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say maybe there's going to be a twinge of, um, or a tinge of, uh, Mm -hmm. of reframing here as we go through our best ofs. What do you think, Sarah? Absolutely. I think, I think that's what the majority of, of this is, is reframing what happened because this was a huge, 
change to the way of life for the majority of us, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, there was so much fear and misinformation. I mean, I'm guessing maybe you, did you wash down your groceries as well? People were like, what, like Cloroxing their grocery. I mean, we didn't know where it was coming from. And all of a sudden it was like, just nobody can go anywhere. Nobody can do anything. Um, and you know, the industry that we're both in events, um, and running and, you know, some of this mass participation just shut down just one after another, after another, in a way that we've never witnessed before. I mean, and it's like, you hardly even knew what to make of that. Um, so yes, reframing. (laughs) And I think we're at a point now, you know, we're nine months into this where we can reframe. I mean, right after it was so, it was hard. We didn't really have any idea what was, what was happening, you know? You're right. I feel like we, most people spent the first half of 2020 just trying to get our bearings Absolutely. And go with the flow. And kids are in school one day. They're not in school one day. Like you right. have a job one day. You don't have a job one day. You know, right. you're running a business that puts on events all over the country and, and you know, internationally. And then the next day, all events are off. They're like, all, yeah. You have a business that makes women's fitness apparel. And <laughs> all of a sudden, y- you realize it, it's going to end. Like there's a lot yeah. going on for, for a lot of us. And the first six months, at least, we just spent trying to survive, I think. I think so as well. So for me, a lot of my growth this year, and it's funny because when you call it a growth year, like I'm doing quotes right now, it was a growth right. year. <laughs> you know, when you go through big things in your life that are painful and difficult, you do grow from it. And um, yes. a lot of my growth came in the second half. So, uh, well, do you want to start spitting out our best ofs? What do you think? Yeah. Do you want to? You you all you right. I'm doing it. All right. Well, then on that note about this 2020 being a growth year for me. So one thing I've just mentioned is that I, I spent the first half of the year feeling like a huge failure. I felt like I just spent 15 years or more, a little more than 15 years of my life building this amazing, beautiful company, Skirt Sports, creating products that helped women find happiness in their bodies, connecting women, helping other women find relationships that made them happy, supporting women, embracing women. And it was all crashing down around me. The company had gone through a couple of things in late 2019 that sort of put us in a tailspin. And when COVID hit, Nobody bought anything for like a month except toilet right. paper. Like <laughs> no one bought a thing. And yeah, people you bought all the toilet paper. Yeah. A lot of a lot of consumer goods recovered, but like they didn't most of them didn't recover all the way and we were not a healthy company so we we were I was faced with the fact that I could either keep trying to forge forward and have the whole thing just blow up in my face or right. end it gracefully and try to find someone who understood what I was trying to accomplish in this world and wanted to take it and run with it. And so I'm really grateful that we're <laughs> sitting here because I obviously found we you. We wouldn't be here otherwise, right? No. 
But what was really and that should be a silver lining too. That's one of our best selves. Here we are doing a podcast together. Absolutely, never would have happened. Which had this not happened? Absolutely, you're right. We would not be sitting here creating this amazing content that everybody is dying to, you know, digest. (laughs) But um, that's some good reframing there. I like that. Yes. So, anyway, so I don't mean to interrupt your story. No, I, this is like, this is it. So yeah, I really felt like I had failed and I have not failed in a huge way in my life before. I just, I'm someone who goes and sets goals and conquers them and I succeed and I turn horrible situations into somehow the the best situation. But I really felt like I was a failure and I couldn't see my way out of it. And I remember I decided I was going to be somewhat transparent with this process, which most Mm -hmm. people aren't when they're either closing a business or selling a business. But I just didn't know how to do it without sharing because I felt like a fraud if I was just going about my business and not sharing how hard it was. And I remember saying like, I really, I, I wish, you know, I could have had a better result or a different, different result. And that I felt like I'd failed and hundreds, maybe a thousand people chimed in on this one silly little Facebook post and started writing the most beautiful testimonials saying Mm -hmm. how much, I changed their life or the company I created changed their life or the people they met through the company I created changed their life. And I realized that I hadn't failed. I'd succeeded in a huge way. And that when we set these definitions of success and failure, we like them to be black and white. And success to me was going to mean one thing, massive financial success. And I didn't achieve it that way. I didn't, and I still could someday, but I didn't achieve that result for skirt sports. And so I felt like I had failed. But when I read everything people wrote to me and I felt the emotion, people sent me letters, people made me mugs, like Mm -hmm. it was amazing. And I realized that I really did succeed in a much bigger way than I failed. So, Which is so interesting too, because people don't necessarily always share that when it's like, you sort of have to announce that the end is near. And then, and then that, you know, that comes to you all this information about how life-changing what you've done, you know, has been, which, and I think that's right. I think the majority of people define success as massive financial success. And like, is there really ever an end to that or a, you know, if you hit one financial goal, then, oh, well, let me, can I get bigger? Can I do like, there's never an end, which I'm sure we'll talk about in our chasing happiness episode. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> absolutely. But you're, you're right. You absolutely were very successful in, in what you've done with Kirk Ford's. It's interesting because what 2020 taught me was that, you know, how we define ourselves, we need to be more open 
to exploring that definition, you know, like expanding that definition as the things around us change. And so I can imagine a lot of people are sitting there and they wrote down these lofty goals, like, you know, do the New York marathon or something like do the Zuma Cape Cod race in person, you know, and you couldn't do those things. So you sit around and you feel like you, there's a void and you're lacking. And maybe you even feel like you failed, even though you didn't even have a chance to succeed, but there is, there is a way to reframe that and to look at it from a different angle and see it as success. I completely agree. Okay. We're done. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was my big rant because honestly, if I hadn't been able to shift that mindset, I would be wallowing right now. I would still be wallowing. But the only way yeah. to grow out of these failures is to, to be able to reframe and open up your mind to something new. Absolutely. And you don't even know what will be coming next. I mean, you're that's part of what your journey is now as you've... And, and let's be honest, you successfully exited. I mean, you sold through all your, your inventory. You persevered. I watched as you sent an email every single day with a slightly even, different way to yeah, sell a one piece swimsuit. <laughs> the extra small swim bottoms, even those were not safe. You were like, we have extra small swim bottoms for $7. Buy them today, <laughs> you know? And it was, I mean, that takes so much uh, perseverance and creativity and, and determination to, you know, you, you gracefully exited out of what you were, what you were doing. And, and in some ways it's almost a gift too, that the pandemic made it so clear that it was time, Nicole, you know, it was time, like maybe you would have, you know, worked for another year or two to try to get to where you thought you needed to be. Um, and instead it was like, it was a gift. It was like, here, Nicole, you've been looking for something different. You've said that it's time. Like, here's the final straw for you. Now, how will you, you know, redefine who you are and, and, and move forward, um, to what's next in your path, you know? So I love it. You know, it's interesting. And I think we're going to move into one of your best ofs here. And I want to, I want to lead into it with, I was having a conversation with a woman named Kara Burns, who Mm -hmm. was a skirt ambassador for many years. And she was on my podcast recently, my other podcast. (laughs) People are getting confused. Um, And she said, here's what I found. Um, And she was uh, referring to a relapse she had um, on meth, heavy drugs, you know, after eight years of being sober. And she said, the worst thing that you think can happen can turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I find that to be a really interesting thing because we often walk around in fear about yes. the best thing that could happen. So with that in mind, yes. let's share one of your tidbits from 2020. Yes. Well, and that's a perfect lead in because, um, you know, I have, um, I am in the events business. So even before I owned Zuma and put on events, you know, for myself that 
that I owned in other locations, I did this for Disney um, for many years. And before that, I put on rugby tournaments. And before that, I mean, I just have always done events, right? And so events never have this. There's never a, I, I remember when I first got into the business, I thought, I thought, okay, well, if I just get everything done on this to-do list, it's kind of like what we do as women, but amplified even more as you do events. Okay, if I get through this list and check it all off, all the the event will run perfectly, everything will be fine, and I can relax. And really, what happens is when you put on events, you do, your list is so large that you can't get it done. So you have to prioritize to do what will make it so the event doesn't fail. And then you spend the whole time during the event putting out little fires and fixing things and waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then by the time it's over and you get on the other end, you say, oh, that was awesome. But you never really get to like sit there and enjoy it. And so that's, you know, that's, but, but it's like a high for all of us who that's what we've chosen for our, for our career. So I really haven't probably slowed down in the last 20 years. Um, and as the pandemic started in um, in March, and it was, I have um, two kids, six and, and now nine, um, who they, you know, they, I had to stay home with them. They were, they had been in school, but now they're home with me and I'm, I'm trying to work full time. And um, you know, all the events get canceled and there's really, there was, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to do. That was sort of like what I spent all my time on is planning these events. And it was, it became, and at first we were like, oh, this will be, it'll be over in like two months. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll be fine this fall. But, um, you know, it, 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 it was like, you could, you could no longer begin to plan for longer than a week ahead. You didn't really know what was happening, you know, a week and, and then maybe the week after that it would change. You know, we're so used to, when you think about it, able to plan our lives out even a year or two years ahead of time. And now, you know, you have to sort of live in the now a little bit more and say, well, I don't know when is the vaccine coming out? I don't know when is this happening? And, um, you know, we were really just sort of forced to slow down. And there were two very cool things that happened um, for me, not right away. Um, I was very confused and sort of scared and discombobulated and, you know, reading, scrolling the news, at like, okay, what's happening? And, you know, there's doom everywhere. I swear I expected to look out my window and see zombies in the street. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but I felt like if I saw that, it would match the panic that I was inside. I don't even think I would have second guessed. I would have been like, oh, well, of course there's zombies outside. It's a pandemic. I'm like, what's supposed to happen? But that never happened. Like no one was running through the streets or anything. So, um, but as you know, my, and my kids have, as a working mom, they've been in daycare all I'm right. So I see them on the weekends and in the evenings. And, you know, I've always felt like I was a good mom. We spent a lot of time together, but suddenly they were home with me and I was having to teach them um, every day, you know, and we were together and I was like, what is this? And this is confusing. And um, 
But over time, I really started to enjoy that family time that I was getting with them. And we spent like, as people, we started to get a little more, it wasn't just, Oh, you just got out of school and let's rush you here and go to this play date or go do, um, you know, baseball practice here or even go to your horses. Like it was, there wasn't, there literally was nothing to do except for bike rides. <laughs> we would get on our bikes and we would ride around and just enjoy each other. And that was the first time, um, in a very long time that I could just sort of be with, with my, my kids and just have life slow down, um, a little bit. And, and it was, it it was disorienting at first. And then now I think I'm going to really have a hard time when I'm not with them all the time, you know, it's really crazy. Um, you know, I only have one who's eight, And in third grade, just like your oldest, but we, I feel like we spent last spring, you know how it like happened and everybody's like, oh my God, spring break starting early. And then everyone thought, oh, our kids will go back to school. And then they were just like, yeah, like they never went back. Right. They never did. No, they never. Right. And, um, and I think we were all freaking out. Like we don't know how to homeschool. And I remember doing this post. And I, somebody had actually written me this really, I thought was hilarious note. She goes, I'd rather get the coronavirus than homeschool my four kids or whatever. And I like mentioned that in a post and people, some people were pissed. They're like, oh, that's horrible. But I was laughing because I actually thought it was just a joke and it was funny. But I actually think there might have been some... some like honesty within it. Oh, yes. We were so out of our element. And Absolutely. you know, here we are, we're ending 2020. We're going on, you know, coming up on a year, nine months at least of this thing. Yes. And a lot of us have adapted, even if it's been a struggle. And I, yes. I want to admit to you that I'm feeling much of the same way you did and, and are that, you know, it was hard. That and, you thought there would be zombies running on the street. Definitely. that way. I've still occasionally look out the window for them, but, um, but that there was a note that our kids, they're hoping for them to go back to school full time in early 2021. And I had this little, like this little kind of gut pain that was like, no, I like, I like having our daughter has a hybrid, you know, thing where she goes two or three days a week, but I like having the flexibility that on the day she's home, we could literally go ski. We can go swim. We can split up that school day however we want. And it's fine. And we won't ever be able to do that again, ever. When they go back to school, it's unless we decide to homeschool our kids. And some people, it's less intimidating than we thought. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this is it. It is a horrible time. But it's a once yes. in a lifetime time. It it really is to, um, and I don't think I realized how much my kids needed me, like how much they really wanted to be with me. Um, I was like, really, you want to hang out with like me? Let's <laughs> see, you want to spend your time with me? Um, and and that was just really, I was like, oh okay, I need to be more present for them in, in general. And I also have really enjoyed seeing their learning style. 
you know, as little people, like they're, my son is very different than my daughter, but you know, my son really even going into this, didn't know how to read that well. And we did flashcards and we like, I got to watch him. I'm going to cry every time, every time we do a podcast, I swear I'm going to cry, but I got to watch him like actually learn how to read, which was so cool because that's something that normally a teacher would get to do. Um, you know, and you help them, but I haven't always known how to support my children um, in their learning journey because so much of that's happening at school. And, you know, really, I probably just assumed that someone else was going to do it, you know, and, and now I realize a little bit more of like, well, that's part of what I signed up to do as a parent. And it's nice to get a chance to show. I think that will, I actually think that will help as they continue to grow up. You know, it will change. I think it'll, it'll change the way people think about family. And maybe as a society, we needed to get back to that a little bit of like, we need to be together more. We need more of our family together. Um, so, um, I, you know, I think that's, a, I think that's a beautiful thing that it was a gift really that um, you had to stay home. You had to be together and, and again, I know this doesn't happen for everyone, but we're sharing, um, you know, what our experiences have, have been. Um, and, you know, the other cool thing that happened for me, speaking of education, was for the first time in a very long time, Nicole, I took a second to educate myself. And, you know, as a, as a small business owner, there's not a lot really you're wearing so many hats, you're running around all the time and let me do this and let me do that. And, and you think that you're doing business the best way that you can. And, and I, I joined a couple of, of groups that were helping, you know, small business owners try to figure out what in the world to do during this time. And I, my eyes have grown, or my eyes, um, my eyes have been opened to how much if I invest in myself as a person, it's like coming back 90 fold, a hundred fold, the things that I've learned from just taking a second to slow down and say, I don't have to react all the time. I can, and I can prioritize myself, you know, um, and my learning and my education and just because I'm not in school doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue to do that. So those are two things. And I think if that had not happened, you and I had, would never have met. I would, you know, skirt sports would not have passed along into Zuma. Um, so it's just, it's so when you look at it for, I know for both of us, there have been some really great silver linings or reframings as you will, as to what's happened. Absolutely. Awesome. Well put. You know, I think one of the things I, I wanted to make a point of just is so aligned with that, which is just that we have the opportunity to focus on and forge stronger relationships through this. And they, and yes. our communities may have shrunk a little because we need to keep things tight right now, but then we can put more energy into the, the fewer yes. but stronger relationships we have. Absolutely. And when one of the things that was created out of my education process and then us slowing down 
with events was we actually created Zuma Run Club, which had been on my list for many years. Um, but I wasn't quite ready. You know, usually our events are, they happen and then they're done and then they happen and they're done or we'll do challenges that last six weeks. But to really, you know, maintain a community, it's a, it's a big undertaking. And we are, my team looked around, we were like, guys, what do we do? Like the Boston marathon was canceled. I like it, that doesn't happen. And our community was hit so hard by it. And, and our, my, I believe part of what we do as Zuma is to bring finish lines to women, right? And then we reward them for their finish line, whether that's a fitness goal, an emotional goal, um, you know, food, whatever that is, we help create this like community and then bring finish lines. And all of our finish lines were literally gone. And so the team and I talked and we said, well, how else can we bring these women together and away from wherever they are to support each other, to build and forge a new relationship um, and strengthen relationships, um, but also bring them a new finish line. And so we actually created Zuma Run Club where now you track on a yearly mileage goal and we are supporting you through that. We made these cute little worksheets that you fill out the circles for every mile that you run. I mean, the, the post, and we're just getting to the end of the first year where all of these, all of these women are sharing these stories. They're like, I never thought I could run this far, or they never had tracked a mileage goal before. And they said, you know, because of this community, we feel stronger, we feel supported, we feel energized, and we hit our goals. So um, it's just so cool to see. And that would never have, I just don't think we would have done that for a while. Um, had the pandemic not hit and we were like, oh my God, there is such a need for women to connect because as you and I are talking, you know, we're facing all these things from a business side. We're homeschooling, we're, you know, trying to work from home and be all the roles that women are. And then we still, now our outlet of running is like gone and our friends, we can't see them all the time, you know? So, um, it really feels like a place for women to come to, 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 to be seen and heard and, you know, supported, which is awesome. So I love anyways. it. We need yeah. it. We need more of this connection. Zuma run club has been amazing and you don't even have to have a mileage goal. If you don't want to, you can just You're join right. a group. And that's what I love too. That's exactly right. So I noticed that we said absolutely like a hundred times. So somebody should go back and listen and you can start a drinking game or something. <laughs> we did. My mocktails or my coffee. I'll do my little espresso shots. <laughs> so my goal is to not say absolutely from here till the end, which we're coming down to. Um, I kind of yes. wanted to end my little, my little best of with just one sort of visual thought in that, <clears throat> When we are faced with tough times, newness can come out of that. Newness can grow from the muck and the yuck. Yes. <laughs> and it made me think about the lotus flower. So I learned about the lotus flower when I started doing yoga a few, few years ago. And one of the instructors was like, now do the, the lotus pose. And so you put your thumb and your pinky finger together, but your other fingers are open 
and yeah. you may have your hands over your head and, and, you know, touch your forehead or your heart with your Lotus. But, um, if you just even do a quick Google search on what the Lotus flower is, it's just so yeah. symbolic. It grows in muddy water and rises above the surface to bloom with remarkable beauty. Do you love that? Oh, uh, I love that. Absolutely. Boom, I- shot. Um, <laughs> yes. I love it too. And, and it also, it's like what they say is that it's untouched by impurity. The Lotus symbolizes the purity of the heart and mind, and it represents long life, health, honor, and good luck. And so this year for me, I see lots of Lotus flowers coming up. I feel my Lotus reaching up to the surface Um, And one little tiny piece of that is something you mentioned earlier, which is starting this podcast, which is a a medium that I absolutely love. And I couldn't think of anybody who I'd want to do a co-hosted podcast with more. So thank you, Sarah, for joining me and being a little bit of a Lotus with the She Runs It podcast. By the way, um, maybe we should just give them a quick little inside scoop on what that name really stands for. What she runs it stands yeah. for? Is she running literally like a mile or is she running a business or is she running her life? Or the I think she life? is doing all of that. Woo-hoo. Absolutely. All of that, which is why we love <laughs> she runs it. Right. So yeah. it's, it's women running so many things in their lives. And we, we can talk about all of those, those different parts of, of women that make up so much awesomeness. Um, yes, for much longer than the 30 minutes we thought we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, 30 to 45 minutes. Right? Perfect. Done. <laughs> I love it. We're right there. Yes. So yes, so, the She Runs It podcast is, and we wanted, because you have She Runs This World, right? With Run Nicole this Dubu. world. Run this world. I Nicole almost Dubu. forgot it. But it's called, I've been doing it for four years. I should know it. You've been on it. Run I this know. world with Nicole DeBoom. Right. And now we've kind of got like a another podcast that isn't totally focused on running, but we may include yeah. some running or, you know, and fitness content, but mostly it's just about cool women shit. That's right. Yeah. The real deal, lady. Or women doing cool shit. So there you go. <laughs> I am explicit all the way today. I love it. So Sarah, as as yes. we talked about, you need to have your three takeaways. Are you ready for them? Yes. I am ready for them. Um, so the number one takeaway. So just to remind everyone as to why we have three takeaways is because you, Nicole, are a wonderful storyteller who you can chase a story anywhere. And I am like a black and white, I'm more gray, but I like to have my takeaway. I like a good PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) I like some bullet points. (laughs) So this was our, like, this was um, a little of you putting me on the spot, but also me needing to like have some meat and content. Like, here's what you're going to take away from this. So, um, so I would say number one in your story. Um, and since we're already explicit in this episode, I would say that the number one takeaway is that something beautiful can come. 
So if 2020 is the year of shit, then something beautiful can come from that. And, you know, I would love to hear in the comments um, from our listeners what their lotus flower was this year. Like what, you know, silver lining, whatever you want to call it, like what came, what came out, what bloomed for you this year? Um, I would love to hear that. So then I also think, and this is kind of the same, um, but in the worst year, there are still good things. Um, so no matter what, um, you know, there's always, there's, there's, there's always a little bit of good and there's always a little bit of bad, right? It's never that black and white. And, and as much as we want it to be that way, it's not just 2020. That's like that. There's always good and there's always bad. And you need the two of them to sort of contradict themselves. And then I, I think the last takeaway is you can have you can have a little bit of all of it. Like we talked about the time with our kids or slowing down or reconnecting during this time. It wasn't a stop everything you're doing. You can't work anymore. You can't do that. Um, it was slow down here, re-stabilize your priorities. But then bring in more family time, more reconnection, more. So, you know, now my days are spent working and spending time with my kids, you know, and it, it doesn't look like it did in March. It looks different. But, and if you would have asked me in March if I would wanted to do that, I would have said, no, never. I want nothing to do with that. But as time went on, now we had a little bit of this and that, you know? So those are my three takeaways for today. Nailed it. Way to go. The Sarah Radsliff takeaways. We're going to have some kind of like music to play for the takeaways. I like it. I should. I'm Somebody could to. come up with a riff. All right, guys, that's it. Oh, so um, as we wrap it up here, yes. do you have um, some some home, uh, what do we call housekeeping, duh. Okay, so you just threw some housekeeping out there, which was, what is your lotus flower in 2020? I like that. Yes. Cool. Okay. I want to know. All right, so we're going to have this uh, a social post and you'll be posting your lotus. Um, also please get out there, write us a review and hit subscribe wherever you listen. Most people listen on iTunes, please hit subscribe. It helps us. It'll help us be able to, uh, keep coming together here. The, the more, I don't know, the more kudos we get for the podcast will a help us justify taking the time to do it. And, uh, we'll be able to offer more cool stuff to you. Absolutely. Oh, and Wait, aren't we doing a giveaway? Wait, didn't we talk about this in the we very are. first episode? Well, still well, I, I was busy coming over the takeaways. I haven't come up with the, <laughs> the giveaway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys we are. listen, listen to another episode or two, and you may eventually yes. hear about this like mysterious giveaway. But there will be at some point a giveaway because Sarah now owns yes. multiple companies. And um, she has things to give away. Although you did say I could still give away skirts, but that's a very absolutely. dangerous. Very that, see, dangerous now thing. I'm never going to say absolutely again without 
knowing that you. <laughs> I just took another drink of coffee and it's like five o'clock. Stop saying absolutely. Um, guilty for me too. All right, Sarah, this is it. Anything else? No, I think this is great. I'm so happy. Thanks for listening to the She Runs It. I, I hope you next time. Can yeah. we see what happens in the next episode? Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to talk about how to make a mantra for 2021. So as we wrap up the best of 2020, we're going to talk about how to kick ass and take names in 2021 and how to create a mantra for yourself. Very exciting. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Audio jungle.